0: Trade Josh Bell or not trade Josh Bell? I'm not sure if that is the question that Ben Charrington would face this offseason. But it's definitely one of the questions that I guarantee you he's already faced and discussed internally. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. This show is Daily Shot of Pirates. I also offer a Daily Shot of Steelers and a Daily Shot of Penguins. Three podcasts every morning. Pick your team. Pick all three. (laughs) We have so much time between now and when the Pirates and Red Sox meet on February 27 down in Florida for the opening of the Grapefruit League schedule, coronavirus willing. And if there's any single move that would mean the most to this franchise in the interim, theoretically, it would be the trading of Josh Bell. You could, if you were the Pirates, survive the first base aspect. So get that out of your head. That actually doesn't even really matter all that much anyway. It's not like 2021 is going to be a whole lot better than what 2020 was. This general manager, can't say this often enough, was put in place to build up the minor league system. Everything else that you see will be either a pleasant or miserable happenstance. It won't be the objective. But if 2021 is your thing, then Colin Moran is your first baseman. It's not more complicated than that. Nope, he can't field the position either. But whatever. Again, it doesn't matter. There are teams that would take a flyer or more to acquire a 28-year-old Spectacular attitude, power beyond what most baseball players can even dream of. First baseman who is not all that far removed from a full year of 37 bombs, 37 doubles, 116 RBIs. That is some rare error. Now, the fact that he did almost all of that damage in April, May, and a bit of June, baseball people really don't care about that sort of thing. Their attitude and their approach is, it's in there. It's in there. It's been done. He did something that other players can't do. And they will place their value accordingly. Or at least you would hope that they would since he followed that up with a 2020 that saw him bat 226 with eight home runs. And even in the context of a 60-game season, his eight home runs were tied for 89th in the majors. His 22 RBIs. Wow. 22 RBIs for a guy that had 116 the year before. Again, even... In the 60-game context, that was tied for 148th in baseball. 669 OPS. Just a perfectly rotten year in every, every way for Bell. He's got one of the healthiest approaches to his profession of any athlete I've covered. He's one of the smartest athletes I've ever covered. I've often told him and did several times over this past season that he can actually be too smart for his own good. He overthinks. He overthinks overthinking, okay? (laughs) He is someone who when the baseball is coming his way from the pitcher's mound is contemplating 75 million different theorems as to what he should or shouldn't do with that thing, as opposed to just, wow, look at that, I'm going to hit that very, very far. He does the craziest things underneath his helmet while he's in the batter's box. I had been convinced in 2019, and obviously incorrectly so, that Rick Eckstein had solved that. Bell glowed about the Pirates' new hitting coach at the time in a way that athletes seldom glow about any level of instruction. Eckstein had solved everything in Bell's mind. The very short, simple way to explain that to you is picture the big vertical rectangle that you see on TV as a strike zone. Shrink that thing. I mean, like, really shrink it. Make it just one small quadrant of that strike zone. Eckstein told Bell, when that ball is in that quadrant, swing at it like you hate it. Swing at it like you want to send it to the moon. If it's not in that quadrant, don't bother with it, even if it looks like it's going to be a strike. And that worked. Oh, my goodness, did it work. And then, for reasons I'm not sure anyone can explain, Bell started swinging out of his shoes, and then Bell started swinging out of the zone, and then Bell started swinging miles out of the zone, like out in the opposite batter's box it became really, really, really uncomfortable to watch. Some of his at-bats were just excruciating. I can promise you, somewhere in the world of 30 Major League Baseball teams, that there are probably 25 teams that look at Bell's video and say, Oh yeah, I can solve that. Oh, man, give me a week with that guy, and I'll turn him right back into Willie Stargell Jr. again. I will. Just send him over here. Go get him. Give the Pirates whatever they want. We'll sign him, and we're going to have our bopper from now until the end of time. I guarantee you Charrington hears calls on Bell on a regular basis. Guarantee you that. And why wouldn't he? So, swinging this back to the original question, why not? Why wouldn't Charrington do this? If you ask me, and believe me, Charrington won't, (laughs) nor should he, the pirates should hold on to Bell until he has one of those Willie Stargell stretches again. And he will. He absolutely will. There's way too much natural, raw, slump-proof talent in what Bell does. Way too much for that not to occur again. He's also way too smart, and presumably so is Eckstein since he did it once, to figure this out, where it's not— Trapped in a 60-game box that once you go south, it's too hard to come out of it, and that can beat you up in and of itself. 162-game schedule, full year to figure it out, whatever it takes. Bell takes off, and then you get closer to the trading deadline. And now, all of a sudden, Bell's the thing. He's all over ESPN. And look, as analytical as GMs are today in baseball— Believe me, they're all swayed. They're all moved by emotion. They all want to be the team that landed that guy. They all want to be the GM that pulled off the trade that brought future Hall of Fame slugger Josh Bell into their fold. They are swayed by that. If Charrington is smart, and he is, he'll hang on to Bell. He's already done that through this offseason I'm convinced that he will and I'm convinced that he should I'm also convinced if you haven't figured this out from the subject of this entire segment that Bell won't be a pirate for very long when we come back obviously more baseball back, it's been at least a little amusing to look around the rest of the National League Central and see teams dropping prominent players with an openly stated aim of dropping payroll. I'm not going to suggest the Pirates were ahead of their time or anything like that. The Pirates most Certainly did not have any sort of uh, forward-thinking coronavirus-related aspirations when they whacked their payroll down to fifty-three million last year. However, however, it remains no less real that the Cubs are letting Kyle Schwarber walk, and maybe even Chris Bryant that the Cardinals are letting Colton Wong walk and maybe other guys there as well. Both of those teams, their managements, their front offices, letting everyone know it's because of payroll. It's because they just can't pay the bills. That's a heck of a place to be, but that's where they are. The Brewers are in a different spot. The Brewers just don't have pitching. They don't have pitching coming up internally. They have guys who can hit, and Christian Jelic absolutely will bounce back. He'll be a great player again in Milwaukee. And they'll hit. They'll always have good hitting numbers, if only for whatever peculiar ballpark effect Miller Park creates there. And the Reds will just stink. The Reds will just keep doing stupid things. I don't even put them into this conversation. And nor, for that matter if you'll notice, am I throwing the Pirates into this conversation? Because I think they're just so far away. The Ben Charrington plan is to build up the minor league system and have those guys arrive in Pittsburgh and compete that way. That's not around the corner. But it won't hurt in the interim that teams like the Cubs – and the cardinals and to an extent the brewers are going to come back to earth. The central division, the NL Central wasn't really any good in 2020. The the Cubs won the division by 3 games with a modest record of 34 and 26 and then even though four of the five teams qualified for Major League Baseball's expanded playoffs, and please don't ask me which one <laughs> didn't qualify, even though the other four did, they weren't just swept out of the playoffs. They were, they were embarrassed. They got humiliated. All four teams, boom, like that. Cubs, Cardinals, Reds, Brewers, poof, like they never existed in the playoffs. That's what's to come. That's what's to come. And this is why, and I'm going to throw this at you. This is why I've at least floated, reckless and irresponsible though it may be, the notion that if the pirates were somehow magically to be good in 2021, and I know, I know, I know, just ride with me here. But if they were, They actually could, could, oh, you're not going to take anything I say seriously after that, are you? This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar down on the North Shore. They're actually directly across Federal Street from PNC Park, uh, across from the Willie Stargill statue, to set that up a little further. Mike's offers 500 beers on Rotating Tap, 80 of them local. They're all still churning. They're all still rolling right now. Mike's is very much open for business, and so is Mike's companion restaurant right next door, North Shore Tavern, where they serve the one-of-a-kind steak on a stone. There's nothing like it in Pittsburgh. Trust me on that one. I've had it it's an experience in addition to a meal. They serve it to you on an 800-degree piece of rock, and you end up cooking the thing, completing it to your liking. It feels silly in, in Pittsburgh to talk about the rest of the division. It's not fun, you know? When you're talking about the Steelers and you're talking about the AFC North, everybody knows everything that Baltimore, Cleveland, even Cincinnati are up to. You know, you just know everything. Play them a couple times a year. The games seem larger than life. Everyone talks about rivalry this, rivalry that, arch rivalry when it comes to the Ravens. In hockey, you talk about the Metro division. It, It's not quite the same. There's, There's there's an animosity, a historic animosity that's built up with the Flyers, although that's kind of eh, in recent years, since the Flyers have really stopped gooning it up. But you still have, you know, your Rangers, your Devils, your Islanders, and everything else, and these are all very familiar opponents, and you're you're aware of who's on their roster, you're aware of the fact that the Rangers have had some really high draft picks, as have the devils the last couple of years, and they're going to be the team that you're concerned about and, and everything and that's just never there with the NL Central. you know it feels like even the years where the Pirates were competing with the Cardinals there, 2013 to 15 when they made the playoffs, it was never really about a division thing. you know it's like the pirates don't even belong to a division. Why did I even bring this up? when we come back? Just one question. That's The Point, Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and today's question comes from Jordan. Who asks, how will the Pirates' development of Kumar Rocker, in parentheses, hopefully, differ from that of Tyler Glass now? Well, to start, it'll be a completely different group of people doing it, which I think is kind of a big deal here. One of the things that ends up happening uh, in all fandom, but I, I think especially in Pittsburgh with baseball fandom, because the Pirates aren't followed as intensely as either the Steelers or the Penguins are that's not a shot that's just a fact and you have more casual fans and they're going to say things like well the pirates did this a few years ago or the pirates did this even i, I hear examples of things from 20 30 years ago yeah the pirates did this and that and all this. well you I mean guess what man i mean they traded ralph kiner in the 1950s And I'm guessing that doesn't exactly portend anything toward 2021. Uh, It's a completely different group of people, Jordan. Uh, And especially now. Ben Charrington got rid of, as I I knew he would from the very, very beginning, and I reported it that way and took some flack for it, but I knew he would get rid of Larry Broadway, who was the last real remnant of the Neil Huntington Hoka Hay group uh, in player development. He's brought in a completely clean slate of people to oversee development, to oversee instructions, to oversee the planning of both of those things, the coordination of those things, the analyzing of those things. And I think that's going to make a difference. I hope that it makes a difference. It's probably a better way to word that because in this calendar year, we obviously saw... Nothing of the kind. I mean, they didn't even have minor league baseball. There was no development. Nobody got better. Nobody got worse. Uh, Along the way, Charrington did pick up some better prospects, which bodes well for the farm system. But it's an all-different group. So Kumar Rocker coming in, he might as well be joining a completely different team than the one Tyler Glass now joined. There's no connection. There's no people. There's no common denominators in that sense. I would like to believe that Ben Charrington, who has built the entirety, I believe, credentials of his credentials uh, in the major leagues as an executive on building up farm systems, I would like to believe that Ben Charrington's got this part down. And I would like to believe that Ben Charrington will recognize. That a number one overall pitcher, uh, never mind one who's already as built out, meaning his frame, and polished as Kumar Rocker is, needs, deserves, and ideally will get elite, elite instruction and development on his path to Pittsburgh. Which, believe me, without digging all that up again, won't be at all what happened with Tyler Glass now good question good question thanks so much for that thanks to everyone for listening today